Welcome back to the National Hurricane Center. This is Ken Graham. I'm here in our social media wall right by operations where we're getting the latest information on Tropical Storm Isaias. Some new information to pass on. Still seven. Welcome back to the National Hurricane Center. This is Ken Graham. I'm here in our social media wall right by operations where we're getting the latest information on Tropical Storm Isaias. Some new information to pass on. Still 70 miles an hour, still moving north at 13 miles an hour, but we're going to see some changes coming up to our storm surge forecast. But first, let's start with the satellite. A few things to see here. Definitely a well-defined area of convection. You can actually really see where this convection is. These, these high tops, this, this you know, powerful convection, very heavy tropical rains. And you can also see out on the outskirts here, look how fast that's moving. That's that cirrus clouds, the high level clouds, 30,000 feet, 35,000 feet, where these storms push all the air up and you get those, that cirrus come out. So really another way to look at it, the storm's breathing. You get that air come out the top. So it's a healthy tropical storm, very close to hurricane strength. But remember, it's only a mile an hour that differentiates a tropical storm and a hurricane. Either way, we're going to have a whole lot of impact. And we expect the storm to start turning towards the northeast with time. You got this trough low pressure out here and that acts to start turning the storm back and that's where our forecast track is going to continue. So let's look at some of the impacts. Really important to start looking at the storm surges. Some of this is brand new so I wanted to go through it with you. We've updated some of the values and extended some of the values northward. So let's go through it Dennis and, and really cover some of these, these spots here. So in South Carolina you got an area two to four feet from the South Santee River over to Cape Fear. See how the shape of the coastline? That water gets pushed in by the, by the wind and it piles up three to five feet, two to four feet. That's a lot of water. And then even over here to Cape Fear up through Pamlico Sound, the Noose River, two to four feet in some of those areas. And it's important to realize it's not just those barrier islands. The water can go through there and it gets into the sound. It gets into the rivers and where those channels start narrowing, that water piles up because it has nowhere to go. So it just kind of piles up. So it's not just coastal. Some of that storm surge can go well inland. Uh, two to four feet in some of those areas, the Pamlico Sound, Noose River, Newburn areas. We travel even northward one to three feet. Um, if you start getting into the areas of Chesapeake Bay, the tidal Potomac uh, River, that water comes in here, filters, and it also gets trapped and starts piling up where, where those channels start to narrow. And this is the brand new part. We did extend this up one to three feet through Delaware, New Jersey, and some of these areas of Long Island Sound, uh, Block Island Sound, one to three feet through Connecticut and Rhode Island, all the way to Martha's Vineyard, you can see some of those values of one to three feet. These values are so dependent on tidal ranges. Is this going to be at high tide? Is it going to be at low tide? And that's why, we, that's why we have the ranges. And it's not every spot. It's just those spots very sensitive to that water. So be careful. Rough surf, waves on top of it. Remember, that's just the feet. That's just the water up your pant leg above normally dry ground. That doesn't include the waves. The waves are even higher than that. So very dangerous. We'll have to pay attention to this. Listen to those local officials. The other part is the rainfall. We look at this, Dennis. We still have a lot of rainfall. In any one of these areas, you can see flash flooding. The yellow is a slight risk from the Weather Prediction Center of the potential of flash flooding. A marginal, a moderate risk. So look at that whole area, marginal, slight, all the way to a moderate risk. Any one of these areas along the I-95 corridor can get flash flooding. So the combination of the storm surge, combination of, of the water coming down, makes for a dangerous situation when it comes to water, and that is the leading cause of fatalities in these tropical systems. So tons of rainfall, tons of storm surge, and let's look at the latest track forecast and, and also include the winds here. Let's look at the, the wind field. So if you zoom in here, let's look at the track. This is the latest advisory at 11 a.m. Very important to realize this. That orange area there, 
That right there is the extent of the tropical storm force winds. Notice it's not just at the center, it's out ahead of the center. So the, the rain, the wind will get there before the actual center of the storm. Remember that, that gets there, there early. So we've got tropical storm warnings in blue, and we've got a hurricane warning right there in red. Still has a chance to be a hurricane, but either way, no change in those impacts. Making landfall tonight, somewhere 10 o'clock to midnight or so right there on the South Carolina, uh, North Carolina border. And then continuing as a tropical storm. Look at this time, 8 a.m. Tuesday in Virginia, and then continuing up here to Pennsylvania near New York um, in the evening. So tomorrow, we're gonna have conditions deteriorate through the day on Tuesday. And then these winds continue to come up here, 8 a.m. Wednesday, getting up here near Canada and Maine. So what are the issues here? Well, heavy rain, so you have that, plus tropical storm force winds. Some areas might have hurricane force wind gusts. So you take the saturated soil, you take the wind, it's gonna knock down trees. You're gonna have issues with power, and that's what we're gonna to have to really uh, concentrate on. Don't underestimate the storm in these areas because it could cause quite a big, big impact. What is your arrival time? I mean, really look at this with time. Monday, 8 p.m., so today, by this evening, those winds will already be making their way this afternoon to South Carolina, North Carolina. The highest probabilities of getting those tropical storm force winds are the yellows, the oranges, and the red. And you can kind of follow that up uh, anywhere from the Carolinas all the way up into New Jersey and Connecticut, New York, Long Island, Connecticut, Boston. All those areas could get tropical storm force winds. With that rain, any one of those areas could have power outages, trees down. And by Tuesday at 8 p.m., those winds will be all the way up here Vermont, New Hampshire, getting into Maine. So a big impact. Um, I'm gonna come back to the satellite here, Dennis, and pivot around. I mean, if you think about it, once again, let's review this. Don't underestimate this storm. So right on the coastline and, and inland in portions of uh, the coast, you can get that storm surge. The heavy rainfall on t with the winds, tropical storm force winds, some hurricane wind gusts, it's gonna be a big impact for a lot of people on the I-95 corridor, power outages, flooding, just very dangerous to be out on the road. Let's take this serious. Preparedness is everything. I think having everything ready to go uh, for this event is the best way to, to start preparing over the next day. Have things wrapped up today because things are gonna start being going downhill, start seeing these big impacts definitely by tomorrow. So this has been Ken Graham with the latest. We're gonna continue to keep an eye on it out here in the operations area. The latest on Tropical Storm, ESA ES.